Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. Was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Ben and Ashley I, almost famous, in depth. What an honor. We're here with an in-depth episode in Las Vegas at the iHeartRadio Music Festival with, uh, I was going to say the bachelorette. One of two. One of two (laughs) bachelorettes. Rachel, Rachel, thanks for sitting down with us. Thanks for having me. 
finally sitting down in person. Well, I, I know. I've, I've told everybody on our show. I said, we've got to talk online. I've never met you in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this was something I was really looking forward to uh, because Me I just watched well. you on TV. Like, what is today? Uh, today, Thursday? Yeah, today's Thursday, like mm-hmm. four days ago. But your life has been a whirlwind. Yes, since. quite a bit has changed since then. Is uh, Are you holding up? Doing the best I can, honestly. Um, still feels like I haven't had time to process everything, mm-hmm. but just trying to hang in there for now. For the fans out there listening, um, because I, I guess I don't even know. It's been a few years since I was on the show. What has your last four days looked like? Like, what's your schedule meaning? Like, how, where have you been? Who have you been talking to? What have you done in the last four days to bring you now to Las Vegas? Yeah, so obviously started in LA, um, filmed after the final rose, went straight to New York with Gabby, got to do a bunch of interviews with her and went straight to Vegas. And here we are at the iHeart. Um, and yeah, so it's just been definitely a whirlwind and trying to soak everything in and in a way, just excited it's over and being able to finally talk about it to everyone. Are you excited this is all over? Um, I'm so blessed and grateful for the opportunity, but I think for so long I've kind of known the outcome. Mm. And so the fact that I'm finally able to just, you know, have it out in the world the way it is, it just is kind of a relief in a way. I, uh, I'm going to try to phrase this question um, properly. If it doesn't come off well, I might have to try again. But there's this unique thing in your story where you have this finale kind of sitting in front of you. You know what's happened in between the end of filming and now the finale. You do the finale and it is just wild no matter what. Even if it all works out perfectly, it's hard on every, it's hard on everybody involved. It's, it's tiring. Uh, there's a lot of people asking you questions. Then, like you said, you flew to New York City. With Gabby, did press out there. Now you're sitting here. But yet in the meantime, you've had a real life experience that has hurt you, that has confused you, that you aren't necessarily probably having time to process and sit on. Where some people after breakup would sit in their room, you know, their their house and cry and talk to friends and family and work through it. You haven't had that opportunity. And so as a human, how are you feeling now? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Obviously, I haven't really had time to process since the world has known, but I have had about a little over a month, a month and a half to really sit down and and process everything. And um, obviously going through the breakup and then having to watch everything back and then see him again. You know, normally when you do go through a situation like this, you don't have to Mm, sit down on a couch with them again, Um, especially on a day that, you know, you go through this entire process looking forward to the day where you get to tell the world how in love you are and wear your ring and to kind of go a month and a half knowing what the world was going to see it after the final rose. It was difficult and definitely on the road to healing and looking forward to continuing that after this. It's just a weird thing to say, right? Mm-hmm. That I'm waiting for healing until after all of this. Yeah. I don't know if that's healthy or not. I can't say, but are you, do you feel like you're sitting in a place of health right now? Or are you still in a place of like survival? Like 
just trying to be where you're at and do what you need to do in the moment. Yeah, it's difficult because I definitely have had truly a month where all I had to do was sit there and heal and, and talk about it with people. And and so that was really nice. But now it is in a situation where the world does get to weigh in on this mm. and they do get to have an opinion on who's right and who's wrong and what's left out and what's his side. And so, you know, in a normal like situation, you would just, you know, be healing with your friends and family and, and now to have everyone weighing in and telling you things like, you know, you deserve this or whatever they might say. It, it definitely affects healing a little bit, but doing, you know, the best I can to get like move forward with my life and, and heal from this. Well, I have to be one of those people and it feels weird for me mm-hmm. to sit with you today and the first time we've ever met in person mm-hmm. and your this six months of your life led up to what happened on Monday night and now every press and every interview you do is going to ask you about a breakup mm-hmm. and I don't like that. I don't want to do this. I, I it's kind I of know, what I have to do, it, but it feels weird for me mm-hmm. and I know that's not fun for you. I'm assuming yeah. uh, is that everybody's like re bringing up something that probably hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, definitely. I mean, it's not just a breakup. It's a breakup that I didn't want to happen you know when someone cheats you don't necessarily it's not a decision you're coming to mutually so So, how did it feel when he told you I mean the first thing is is just obviously shock it feels like almost like the stages of grief where you go through just no emotion and then anger and then sadness and it just keeps repeating itself and kind of now just at a place of acceptance of it and, and really just have to accept the fact that I'll never have the full story and never really know like truly the, you know, answer to everything. Well, you mentioned um, in prep for this, I was on social media and a lot of people are saying, Hey, we don't know the whole story here. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and yet people are still choosing sides. We're going to talk about that in a Mm -hmm. bit. Uh, Because you don't know the full story. Obviously the public doesn't feel like they know the whole story. Mm -hmm. Was there anything that happened on Monday night that you wish was said or brought to light that you didn't have the opportunity to bring to light because of the circumstances, because of the speed at which this interview, you know, on television existed like seven minutes of you guys sitting on a couch. Is there anything out there that you would like to say just to bring clarity to the situation? Yeah, I was really hoping. I mean, obviously we had a super heated argument. Um, filmed way before I sat down on the couch with him. And I was really hoping my hope was that we could sit on this couch and just, you know, be civil. I do wish the best for him. I don't want to sit there and and make him feel bad or bullied or whatever. Obviously that transpired was out of my control for the most part, but yeah, I just, I really was hoping we could sit down and kind of get to that place where we're, you know, just wishing each other the best. And unfortunately that just didn't happen. So it is sad. I think for both parts that we're just kind of in this place where it didn't end well in person or in our initial argument, but there's really nothing, nothing I can do. No, I mean, it's a, it's a weird environment to be bringing this out. So on national television, so will you at some point reach back out for healing or do you feel like this is now done and you're going to just move forward and he can move forward and what happened on Monday night is enough for you guys just to put, you know, close the book and move forward. Yeah. I think that is a huge thing about healing. And especially when you're in a position I'm in of just wanting all the answers and wanting to know exactly what happened and what did she say? And, and, you know, all those things. But I think I've come to 
like accept everything with having at least a month to kind of heal and just realizing I'll never get those answers and just not knowing is what I have to kind of live with. And I do wish him all the best. I don't think, I really do think this is like the end of our, our chapter, what everyone saw on Tuesday. You know, I, uh, I had a relationship from the show mm-hmm. uh, and we've both moved forward now. Uh, she has a second kid on the way. Very saw, excited for, yeah. for her. Uh, and I'm married and mm-hmm. very happy. And congratulations uh, thank again. You. Thank you. Uh, but there was a season to go back when we broke up. We did announce it publicly. This was not on national television. Um, we broke up because we just weren't fitting. Like mm-hmm. our lives were not aligning. It was very clear that like it wasn't a healthy relationship for us any longer. But what happened then is people chose sides. Team Ben, mm-hmm. Team Lauren. And you still care about that person, right? You mm-hmm. still have uh, a piece in your, a piece of your heart that is with them. Mm-hmm. And it got really hard for me. That was probably the hardest part because it, there was two sides to it. One, I was like, how can you be team Lauren? Like, look at me hurting over here. And then the second was, how could you be team Ben? Mm-hmm. She's hurting over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so finally in our relationship, and I've never said this publicly, uh, it was, took a year and a half but we did finally talk not long. Uh, but there was like a closure to it. Like, Hey, I'm just wishing you the best. Like, I know this got ugly for circumstances we couldn't control. Mm -hmm. I know there was like a protection that we were both having about ourselves. Uh, and it closed the book for us. I felt like it really helped me finally move on and move Mm -hmm. forward. I don't know, you know, on on her side, if it did, but I didn't realize I needed that for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I'm just telling you when this storm and this tornado of stuff finally ends, there might be some healthiness and just saying, Hey, I'm sorry for whatever happened during this. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. But I still care about you. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and that's another thing too, is I, I really don't ever want it to be portrayed as if I'm saying I'm not at fault because we were having difficulties. And I, I mean, I'm to blame for a lot of things and I'm, not, I'm perfect. I wasn't a perfect partner and I really do wish him all the best and in, in his own healing. And I do hope, yeah, eventually we can get to that point where we just are completely on a, a civil good page, I guess. It feels good when you see mm-hmm. the other person thriving mm-hmm. and you know that you're doing really good yourself. It, yeah. it does feel good. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top paying career. Make an impact as a fact seeker and a truth teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. 
The world needs you. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, we'll boot it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastor on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man, Marie's a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School... I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it. Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the things that I... Uh, wanted to ask you about because I felt like it was a little fuzzy during the show was uh, therapy was brought up a lot, which is very important. Something that I did uh, from the moment filming stopped uh, still to this day. Mm -hmm. It's been one of the best things in my life to implement and to take seriously. Um, but there was these hints at the reason why therapy was necessary kind of during Monday night mm -hmm. show for people out there listening who have never been on the show and have never been a lead uh, can you give some clarity into what you were experiencing starting with night one filming? Because mm -hmm. I got to talk to you the day of night one airing. Mm -hmm. 
you were you and Gabby were so excited. Yeah. And I almost at that moment I want to every year and I never do is be like, hey, this is awesome. This is gonna suck. Prepare yeah, yourself. This is this not. <laughs> this is not gonna be easy. I know. And if you're with somebody, mm-hmm. just Harder. know that it's really hard on them mm-hmm. to understand how you could have feelings for multiple people and be kissing people up until the two days before your engagement. And mm-hmm. in your mind, you've made sense of it, but in their mind, they don't get it. And so can you give a little clarity to the behind the scenes when we weren't getting interviews with you and you weren't coming on the podcast to what like watching the season back mm-hmm. felt like for you personally and how easy or hard it was? Yeah, I think it's hard for everyone. Um, fortunately for me, I did have Gabby with me and, and we were able to experience this together and, and be able to lean on each other as people who were going through watching our relationship while we're trying to like nurture and grow this new, you know, engagement as well. So it was great to have her, but I think you really don't understand the scrutiny you're opening yourself up to when you originally go on the show. And I think I saw one of the other bachelorettes post about this recently. I think it was Desiree. And she was like, you know, when you go on the show, you make these decisions like for yourself and you expect everyone to see what you're doing and understand it but that's just not the case. You really do have to watch yourself make mistakes and, you know, listen to what everyone has to say about that. And I was not perfect. I was making so many mistakes and I definitely was able to see that and learn from it, but it doesn't um, necessarily take away from the fact that you are constantly being bombarded with, you know, all these DMS and messages and things that are coming straight to you. And, and it, it does affect you and your relationship and, 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 it's difficult because you're going through all this while trying to like grow this new relationship. And I think on both ends, there just is a level of difficulty and having to get past that. It's hard. And then like you kind of mentioned add in that you're literally coming, you did, you were on the bachelor, mm-hmm. um, but you know, you kind of get hidden on the bachelor amongst a bunch of people. Uh, you have a couple big storylines that come out, but you usually aren't uh, getting a lot of focus. Then you become the bachelorette. And you're less than a year from just for you being a very normal human operating in this world mm-hmm. and trying to figure it out and trying to just make the right decisions day to day. And then the scrutiny and the praise comes. So talk to me a little bit about what that felt like to you or what it still feels like to you to have a lot of praise and a lot of support, but then an also criticism and scrutiny that you're trying to figure out um, just based on this dating show. Yeah. I mean, I think it just comes with the territory. Like you said, you are of course getting praise. Um, Me and Gabby are in this new environment, this new bachelorette system and just kind of um, everyone's responding to it different. And it it was difficult, but for us to have each other, that was honestly like the most helpful Mm. thing because it wasn't like across the board, um, like people taking sides. It was just, you know, like people didn't want us, I guess, pitted against each other, but they all, you know, would constantly do that. So to have her, it's difficult, but it was just the most like incredible blessing I could have ever asked for. Yeah. I think, you know, I've, um, I just drove here with Jason Tardick, Mm -hmm. um, who, uh, you know, Caitlin Bristow, uh, was, was talking to him and, you know, they've, there's been, especially from past bachelorettes criticism on the two bachelorette format. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I've always sat in a place where I, I just don't know. I said it would have been awesome to have a friend mm-hmm. going through this with yeah. me, right? To take some of the load off, to mm-hmm. also be able to confide in. Uh, and so I want to know from you, I'm interested, 
has this has a two bachelorette thing ever been a problem for you? Not that Gabby was your second bachelorette, but just mm-hmm. like the idea that you were sharing this moment with somebody uh, that this couldn't just be your season or just going to be Gabby's season. Has it ever been an issue for you? No, I mean, honestly, like I will say this till the day I die. I, I would never want to do this without Gabby. I would never do it without her. Like looking back, there's nothing I would have changed. Um, my outcome didn't work out, but that has really nothing to do with the fact that Gabby was standing next to me. If anything, I'm just so blessed to have had her going through everything that happened. And I mean, I'm not here with a man now, but I, I'll have her for life. So I, I mean, it was never something that I ever felt like I resented or that I didn't want ever. Well, then you have a lot to teach me because there's something very unique here. You guys are able to stay friends mm-hmm. through this process yeah. with obvious um, opportunities to compare mm-hmm. yourself against her, for her to compare herself against you, uh, to share these moments with somebody else, mm-hmm. um, to date at the beginning, especially the same people. Yeah. But yet you stayed friends. Mm-hmm. You stayed supportive of each other. And so for everybody out there, who was saying that could never, that's never going to happen. They're going to end up hating each other. They're going to (laughs) end up being their worst enemies. Yeah. What did you two do? Because it might just be your personalities, Mm -hmm. but I think there's probably, if you could pull some like tangible things that you had to really learn and do and be cautious of through the process to make sure that that friendship stayed alive. And I think it'd be helpful for all of us. How are we going to be friends with people that we're competitors against. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's so easy for people just to want to go in there and be competitive and act like, you know, this person is against me. But when you can go in with someone that's on your side, it makes it so much easier. And going in, it was just this unspoken rule with her and I that we would always put each other first. Mm. And that no matter what, we were making decisions together and we were doing this together. And I think one of the episodes we watched together was everything that happened with Logan that day where he came and visited me and then visited her and we both spoke. And I just think that episode was like showing the entire world, like truly that we always put each other first. The first thing she asked was like, have you spoken to Rachel? How is she? And for us to have this mature, like adult discussion about it and really just put each other's needs and wants before these men. I mean, I just, I'm so proud of her. I think like, everything works out the way it's supposed to. And I'm just so glad that I've been able to share this with her. It's, it is impressive. Uh, and it is something I admire. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, because I've gotten to be a part of the behind the scenes of the show, uh, and I don't have a lot to hide and say, there's some tricks to the trade that happen <laughs> behind the scenes that people don't know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just find it really impressive that you guys were able to be there for each other mm-hmm. as well and as often and as consistent as you two have been and will be. I think for me, beyond all else, that's one of my biggest takeaways from this season mm-hmm. was we got to watch two friends stand beside each other through a really confusing and weird mm-hmm. experience. Yeah, I think it can be so isolating. Like as a lead, you went through it on your own and and leaving and to have someone who knew exactly how it felt at the time and how it feels now. And it's just, it really is something that I'll truly like be a, like forever grateful for. I'm hoping at some point, Rachel, the tides turn for you and people start <laughs> celebrating that. Yes. Uh, that we stop asking about the pain and the heartbreak mm-hmm. and the chaos and the drama. And we can start at some point celebrating the support and speaking yeah. of support, one thing uh, that 
I didn't know about until Michelle's season because I think Michelle was the first to tell me about it. You have this text thread yes. with all the bachelorettes. We yes. don't do that as bachelors. I think we all hate each other. I, no. I think we're all competitive against each other. <laughs> we're all trying to one up each other all the time. I wish we would have started it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm good friends with Trista, who was the first bachelorette. Yes. She lives there in Colorado with me. She's a part of the iHeart family with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was telling me about it too last time we were together. Tell us what goes on in that thread, uh, what you've experienced recently with that thread. Yeah. And just like, I just think it's the coolest thing that you have this support system where three of those women sat there beside you on stage and said, no matter what, we're friends of yours. Yeah. No, it is truly, it is such a sisterhood. I think the Bachelor family in general, but to be a part of this amazing legacy of women who truly have just changed the game in so many ways, each on their own season, um, to just welcome us with open arms. Gabby and I, um, we are in the group chat and they all are just so loving. And I think each of them can provide a different outlook and a different viewpoint, no matter what you're going through. So to have everyone, you know, in the beginning when you're happy and, and supporting you. And then at the end, women who have been through the same situation or something similar, it's really nice to have all of them there. And I had um, Caitlin, Michelle, and Becca there as well during my ending and to have them behind me and to be able to see them and look mm. at them as it's all happening. It was, it was really nice. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's so cool. What is some, mm-hmm. what is some of the advice that you've received personally from them here in the last two weeks? Yeah, I think everyone has really been through just so much in their own different ways. And to really be able to lean on them and rely on them in a time where I was so confused and and just worried about things that were going to happen once it was all over, to just have their advice on how to move forward and how to continue to grow from this experience. It's just been really awesome to have them all. That's that's super incredible. Mm-hmm. It's something to uh, to also celebrate and talk. Sh- with yeah, them. yeah. But we'll include that too. Supportive, but also talking. Well, oh, I'm sure <laughs> I, I I've been able to know most of them in the last few years. Yes. I'm sure there's some weird <laughs> stuff being said on that thread um, that should never go public. Uh, but they're all great and very uh, big personalities. Yes, you have a absolutely. lot of big personalities all together. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, was bought it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Jin, and Vlastor on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Jean! Run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. couple last things about you before we talk about Gabby. Yes. Uh, 
you know, I, I told you when we sat down, I said, hey, I don't want to ask anything that everybody else has asked about. Mm-hmm. You said everybody's asking about Avon. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to ask one question about it. What do you want to say about Avon? What in the world happened, I guess, that night? And what exists today? Yeah, no, it was obviously a very big surprise for me, I think for everyone, um, not something that I thought was going to happen. Um, I was able to talk to him after as well. Um, I think the Avon situation kind of put Tino in a bit of an awkward position as well. Um, sure did. But I, I just, I do want to reiterate that no one like wanted that to be a bullying situation mm-hmm. or a situation where one person is being put down. Um, and it, it was not Avon's um, intention for any of that to happen as well. But he has just been someone that's always been so supportive of me, even throughout the season. He's just someone I always look to in hard times. So to have him kind of in a really hard time, it was nice to see him and catch up with him after. Yeah. You know, I think that's one thing. I, I, I'm not one to blame the show for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't think it's uh, necessarily always appropriate because mm-hmm. I don't think it's always true. But that was a situation that put you in a really weird, weird space. Mm-hmm. You know, the criticism kind of came when I was looking. I was like, well, how could Rachel do this? And I was like, well, I don't think she did. You know, like, yeah. what was she supposed to say? Sorry, even no. And uh, I was also trying to get off the stage yeah. as soon as I could. I mean, Let I think me everyone saw that on my face. So, yeah, it was just very much an awkward situation. And, and looking back, I really don't want anyone to feel like they were being bullied or put in an, a bad place. Like you said, that's like the one thing I really do want to get across that that was never my intention or Avon's. Yeah. Well, uh, it definitely got the reaction from the public. Mm. It was definitely awkward to watch, mm-hmm. which typically is good television. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, it was n- not your decision is no. what we can say. Yeah. It was not your decision. All right. Okay. So on to Zach. Zach is the next bachelor. Yes. Um, as soon as you're done with your season, I know how this goes. They announce the next person mm-hmm. and off and running. They are. Yes. Uh, so what can we expect? Do you think with Zach being the next bachelor? Oh, I'm so excited for Zach. He truly, he's such a good guy. I know he's going to do amazing. And I just am looking forward to finally watching a season and not participating. So yeah, good luck to him. It's definitely, as we know, really hard being in the position of of being a lead and hopefully he can just follow his heart and continue to be true to himself throughout it. Yeah. He, uh, the biggest criticism he's getting right now is the same one I got. You're mm-hmm. boring. I he's hate boring. that one. Yeah. Well, like, I you do don't too. really know him. Yeah. Yeah. It was, the, it was my biggest criticism. Mm-hmm. Is he boring? Uh, and will he have a boring season? I don't think so. Zach is really a huge goofball. He has the dad jokes. And I think people are going to be able to see a lot more of his personality. With this season, of course, having two bachelorettes, I feel like there is um, you know, less time. There's two stories happening. So people didn't really get to see a lot of anyone as much as they normally do. So I'm looking forward to people being able to see him and his personality. One of my wife's closest friends is on this season. Okay. Um, her name's Bailey. She was there on night one. Oh, I didn't see uh, you. Uh, yeah. yeah. So she came out. She was the one that said, hi, you know, in the morning, daily think of Bailey. And then he messed up and he's like, morning, Balin, when they asked for names. and it, It's nerve wracking. The first awkward. time yeah. you're on that stage. I remember when I first got to AFR, just shaking and being uh, on that stage. So I Night one, as hard as it is with an audience, it's, you can give it a little grace. It's not easy, no. but I'm very excited to watch Bailey. She's a very sweet girl awesome. who uh, is very excited about the opportunity who we've been able to talk to. And, and so I'm going to be tuning in not only to see Zach, 
And um, look out for Bailey. And look out for Bailey. She's, uh, I think she has some potential. Excited to see to her. To be there a while. <laughs> um, we're all celebrating Bailey. Okay. Uh, now on to Gabby. Gabby yes. uh, is with Eric. I'm assuming still four days she later. She is. Yeah. Okay, so good. is the ring on. Good. That's uh, that's great. What do, what do we see in their relationship behind the scenes that maybe we haven't been able to see on television uh, with the two of them? Yeah, I think Gabby along with me. I mean, we truly are just in that space right now where we're still really getting to know, you know, well, at the time I was the um, the man I picked and I'm excited to see, you know, their future moving forward. I think they, you know, of course, have their struggles and conversations as well. But um, yeah, excited to see what's to come for Gabby and Eric. I, uh, I'm excited to sit down with them. There's a mm-hmm. lot to talk about. Absolutely. Obviously, Eric's um, Eric's story through the end of the season wasn't easy either. There was controversy um, with the blackface. There's controversy with those texts. What do you think they did to navigate those together? Those really tough conversations. And we didn't get to see all that. I wish we yeah, would have uh, on, on the finale. Me I think too. it was important. Mm-hmm. Um, really important to bring those stuff up. We didn't see it. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to put you in the place to ask why we didn't because I don't think you right. have the answers um, to why that wasn't shown mm-hmm. or talked about. But what, how do you think they navigated the difficulties uh, in a way that brought them to the finale happy and healthy as a couple? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I can't speak on you know the show or why certain things got cut, but I can speak on um, Gabby. And I do know that she was really walking into AFR wanting to have that discussion and wanting to bring that to light because I think a lot of times things do get pushed under the rug and she is more than aware of, you know, the fact that she does want this to have attention and we do need to talk about it because it is something that continues to happen. And when it continues to happen, you do have to continue to learn and have those hard conversations. And I think Eric and Gabby put in a lot of work on their relationship, continuing to do so and learn and really have to talk to each other and teach each other and, keep that open line of communication. Um, as for the text messages, I do know that he told her as soon as he could. Mm-hmm. So it was something that was brought to light to the public. Um, whereas Gabby kind of has had so much time to process that and talk with him about it. So yeah, two very different situations. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's difficult for sure that it, they both didn't really get to have as much light as they should have. Yeah. And <laughs> It's a relationship. Yeah. I guess if you can make it through these hard conversations, these mm-hmm. weird times, uh, I would have to believe it makes you stronger. Yeah. Which is good and something yeah. we want for them. Definitely. All right. Uh, final question for you here. It's an easy one. Mm. Rachel, you are uh, moving on. Yes. Moving forward. Yes. Hopefully this weekend you get some time to sleep. You <laughs> yeah. get some peace and quiet. Uh, you get some love, you mm-hmm. get some great conversation, you have a few drinks, you hang out. Definitely a couple of drinks. That's, <laughs> you deserve it. What can we, uh, I guess the best way to phrase this would be, what are you looking forward to now with this next chapter of your life, no longer being on the show as The Bachelorette, mm-hmm. leaving this behind you, stepping forward if we could put our stake in the ground and say tonight is the night that you move forward yes. in a healthy and happy way. Yeah. What does that look like for you? I think, again, I'm so grateful for everything that I have gained through this franchise, being able to be the bachelorette. I've learned so much about myself and 
I'm so excited to continue to take these lessons that I learned watching myself back and making myself into a better person. Hopefully, you know, looking forward to dating in the future. Um, I'm very excited to go back to flying took a little bit of a break from that to go film the show. But yeah, I'm just really excited to move on and be able to start doing the things I want to do. Rachel, thanks for sitting with us tonight. Thanks for having me, Ben. Have a blast this weekend. Enjoy it. Um, And it means a lot that you came out here. Thank you for having me. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where Anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.